I'd like to welcome you all to the Outer Wilds Venture Program. I am Gossen. We appreciate you being here while you bravely set out to explore our solar system. This is a venture I'm most proud of, and Hornfell's Slate, Felsbar, and myself would like to thank you for taking part in this mission. Does Gossen ever shut up? But you have risen to the top of that list for many reasons. You all have been chosen because of your exemplary bravery, your wit, ability to think on your feet, mechanical skills, popularity, a willingness to follow orders, ability to overlook certain death, and knowing when to not question about the mechanical likelihood of our spaceships exploding during the launch sequence. Wait. What did Gossen say Another about the ship's exploding? Another factor was that able to fit in our spacesuits. They are expensive after all, and since not every Harthian is built the same, it did rather limit our pool of individuals that would be able to make this work. You might be asking, why Gossen? Why wouldn't you make the spacesuits after you've chosen the astronauts so they were a better fit? First, part of your acceptance as astronauts in the Outer Wilds Venture Program is to not question the authority of the heads of the Endeavor. If you're so smart, why didn't you come up with all of this yourself? I wonder how we're supposed to go to the bathroom. I ask you, have you ever tried to run an organization in its infancy all the while enjoying some nice jug band music? It's a complicated matter, and it's certainly something we'll be taking into account for future astronauts. Now, first let me introduce you to the spaceships you'll be piloting. Yes, they are largely made of wood, they and we certainly this could present when using engines that spew fire. That's why, prior to every launch, we'll be dousing parts of the ship in water to limit that chance. Now, you may also wonder, why choose wood to make our spaceships? Why Gossen? Isn't wood porous? Again, we'd appreciate you not questioning our decisions when it comes to the engineering aspects of this organization. And while that concern is most certainly valid, we also have used state-of-the-art tape to help act as a sealant to minimize the leakage of oxygen as you venture into the outer wilds of our solar system. See, what we did there was... never mind. Yes, there's only wood, nails, and tape, keeping you safe from a very terrible, slow, and painful death in the void of space. But we have worked round the clock to ensure that you're more likely to not die than die. Yes, the likelihood of your dying a horrible death in the void of space is 47%, but that does mean your odds of not dying are 53%. I don't know much about and numbers, but I guess that sounds right. That has taken us painstaking amount of research to get to that efficacy. We checked and rechecked our math multiple times to make sure the odds were more in your favor. Who would have thought confusing a comma for a decimal would make such a difference in your percentage of survival against a death of asphyxiation, freezing, or your lungs rupturing if you haven't expelled all of the air out of them before you die? Lungs rupturing? Math certainly oh, no. can be tricky. But I trust that we got it right and didn't just settle for the first round of equations that got us over that 50% hill. Anyway, thank you again for taking part in the Outer Wilds Ventures. Your bravery is greatly appreciated, and you'll be remembered in the annals of our history for thousands of years to come. Well, barring our sun going supernova before then, but that's nothing to concern yourself with. Again, we salute you and wish you all the success in the universe. On this month's Games and Junk Game Club podcast, we try to stop the end of the universe over and over and over and over and over and over and over. 22 minutes at a time in the Outer Wilds. Hello, and welcome back to another exciting game club. I am your host, John Lucero, and this month we will be talking about probably be considered a cult classic already, uh, Outer Wilds. And to talk about Outer Wilds with me is, as always, Vanessa Cahill and Jason Ariola. And we have a, a very special guest today, uh, Andy Bouchard. Andy, could you please introduce yourself to, to the audience? 
Yeah, hi. Uh, Andy Bouchard. Um, just a friend of Vanessa's out here in Portland. Um, been a game developer for about 15 years. And uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Outer Wilds. What have you worked on? Um, a bunch of stuff. So I've currently I'm at a studio called Other Side Entertainment. We're working on a D&D um, game with Wizards of the Coast. So that's pretty exciting. You know, before that, I've been at Harmonix Music Systems for a long okay. time. Worked on, um, you know, all the Dance Central series, Rock Band VR. Oh. And, uh, yeah, a little bit at NetherRealm Studios. I was there for a couple of years working on uh, Mortal Kombat 10 and Injustice 2. And, uh, yeah, that's that's the main gist of it. I love Injustice 2. I already looked you up on Moby Games. You have a Moby Games page, so congratulations. You made it. I do? Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> 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 nice. I see you also did Q&A for a Zoo Tycoon 2. That's right, yeah. So I got my start. Uh, yeah, I started there as, a, as an intern working on QA, yeah, doing Zoo Tycoon 2, <laughs> DLC, Marine Mania, and what was the other one? The Dinosaur one, I, I think. Jurassic Park. Extinct animals. Uh, extinct animals, yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know if Vanessa told you about me, but I'm the, uh, let's say, uh, person that's really into uh, research for video game stuff. So, yeah, as soon as I was like, oh, you actually develop stuff. I was like, so I immediately went to Moby Games. <laughs> so. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah we're, happy to, we're happy to have you. Uh, having a developer on to talk about this game in particular should be very interesting because uh, there's some very interesting ideas in this game. There are, yep. yes. <laughs> so, oh. Uh, we, uh, Outer Wilds. Uh, for those who have not played it that are listening, uh, which before we get into it, I'm going to tell you people listening, we are going to talk about the story in this game, and that is a big, pretty much the thing in this game. Uh, we'll talk about the end as well. So if you intend on playing it and you don't want to spoil it for you, you probably should not be listening. Actually, uh, why don't we like talk about it mechanically, like maybe the first part of it, and then we can talk about it like this way. People can like we can give them sort of a hard out, basically, of like, okay, mm -hmm. at this point, we're going to start breaking down this like spoiler stuff. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, so uh, what Jason just said, everyone, that's what we're gonna do. So we'll uh, we'll try and keep this. We'll, we'll try and save the story spoilers towards the end of the show. I am uh, the editor in chief, after all. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Uh, so Outer Wilds is to break it down to its base parts is a roguelike with and uh, combined with some sort of a space sim in a way, kind of Kerbal space programming in the way you control your uh, your ship. And, um, and but it's unique in the way that it's you're not really get leveling or gaining any new abilities per se in the game. You're just gaining knowledge the whole time, and that's how you progress. And your your whole progression is based on what you learn in each run, um, which can be a variety of things based on where you go. Because it's incredibly it's it's fully open ended and uh, and how you tackle everything. There is a set way, to obviously, to beat the game by the end of it. But how you get to that point is probably unique for everyone that plays it. More or less, Vanessa, uh, you picked this game. Why did you pick this game? Um, I so I, I recently got an Xbox this year, and that's guess it's not recent anymore. But I was like, games on Game Pass that are fun <laughs> for people like me, basically. Like I like uh, <laughs> games that I don't like getting chased by things. Um, you can't you can't actually Google search that, but that's basically what I was looking for. Games where I'm not to get chased Fair by enough. too many things. Um, and this one came up as a very very popular one, and hypothetically, it's not too long, even though it did take me a long time to beat it. <laughs> yes, it can be beaten in about 40 minutes if you yeah, uh, see that. If you know what's if, going on. If you know if you know how to beat it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
Uh, and I guess I'll just ask you first, uh, what, what, are you, what are your overall thoughts on the game? And uh, I, you, have, you have beaten it, as uh, we talked about it, yes. there. So uh, what do you think? Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, super fun. I like, I like just exploring around. Um, the narrative was cool, like, uh, you know, learning about an ancient civilization. I'm not sure that I was actually smart enough to figure out, like, exactly what happened at the end. Um, <laughs> the, the, like, I, in my mind, the nomad, you know, I will get into it, but uh, we'll talk about that later. But um, knowing that I'm going to die every 22 minutes made it easier for me, I think, because it's like, oh, I'm in this cave getting crushed by sand again. But it's cool because I would die soon anyway. <laughs> so it's fine. One way or the other, I'm dead already. Yeah, yeah. so that, that made it a little bit better. So it was a little bit less painful knowing that, like, I'm not – losing any progress because I'm literally going to die in 22 minutes anyway. Uh, I think that's probably what they were, what they're going for. They're like, you can die in a bunch of stupid ways in this game, but it's okay. Cause it's, it's inevitable. So yeah, yeah. yeah. totally fine. If I accidentally like, um, trying to get to another planet, run to the sun. Yes. On autopilot. And, uh, Andy, what do you, th what, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, I got a lot of thoughts. Um, I like broad, broad, Initial, like, were you, your initial pitch for this game, if you were pitching to someone, like, would it, like get, them, get them to play this game. What would you, why do you like it? I mean, so I'm about seven hours into it, which I, I felt like was a long time, but I, at the same time, I'm like, man, I'm just starting to realize that I've barely scratched the surface on this game. Um, it's, I mean, I just figured out that it's like a 22 minute loop because I would die all the time before that blue star <laughs> would kill you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah, like I just realized that. I was like, wait, why does this blue star keep killing me? Um, but that's like the end game kind of in the loop. Um, so, I mean, I, I really love it. Um, I, I, I spent probably the first three hours out of that seven hours just trying to figure out what the heck I'm supposed to be doing. Like I went to every single planet just because like, just to like mark them off on the map. Um, I don't know. So like, I would say it's just like a, just an exploration game. And then, you know, once you figure out, Oh, there's a story. Once you figure out what the actual story is in your, in your mission and that, you know, you're trying to figure out why the world is exploding all the time. Then it gets like really kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where I'm at right now. Uh, Jason, now you had a unique experience in a very unfortunate way with this game. Uh, yes. Can you go ahead and let our listeners know how you, your time with Outer Wilds went? <laughs> it went very poorly, unfortunately. Um, so I'm playing it on the PS4 and I'm playing it on a pro. I got about, I'd say like two hours into it. I did a few, quite a few loops and I made it to the Hoglet Out Planet that you get sucked into a black hole or something, and I got spit out on the other side, and the game locked on me. Figured, no big deal, game's locking you, not a problem. I tried again, and then I would play like 10 minutes, and the game would just freeze, and continue to do so after I deleted my save file, uninstalled it, reinstalled it, and kept trying over. The game would play for about 10 minutes and just continue to freeze on me, so I don't know what the uh -huh. hell it is with this game and my PS4, but it just does not want it to happen. And then, of course, I see that it, uh like, the, the reason I bought it on PS4 instead of Xbox was it was on sale, and then the week after it goes on sale on the PS4 goes on sale on the Xbox. I'm like, oh, damn it. Well, I'm not buying this game twice to have it freeze on me. Maybe again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, John knows, Vanessa knows I've been known to buy games more than once on, on occasion, but, uh, <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, I just basically didn't get very far in this. And, uh, it left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. It did unfortunately leave game pass a month or two before we, uh, we got around to it. So, uh, 
Didn't maybe, literally like leave Game Pass like two days before Vanessa like put us down for this, basically. Um, no, it, it left a little bit ago. So it was like, end, end of July. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. End of June or July, maybe okay. June. But uh, yeah, it was. It's been at least a month or two since it since it was taken off. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for for my part, I do. I did beat this. I have beaten this game, and I do like it a decent amount. Um, I really like. Uh, the narrative and the ending and all that all the writing I think is really good uh, I do have some issues with the actual gameplay aspects of the game because mm-hmm. I think they get in the way of the parts that I like that the things that I do like about it uh, and I but I can also see how they can you know people can really click with them and uh, how it can add to the experience and we can get into that more later when we, when we get more in depth Before we do that, Jason, is the lap coat on? It's always on, John. <laughs> I, I knew the answer before I even asked it. <laughs> it's rhetorical. Can you, can you uh, hit us with some of your wonderful research uh, about uh, the, the development team behind Outer Wilds? Absolutely. Now, I said this in our little Slack chat there, but I really like when we do new games with new uh, developers because it leaves so little for me to actually do in this segment. So. <laughs> Definitely uh, tones it down, whereas, like, you know, the last episode, Mega Man X, I, jeez, I think it was a good 25 minutes of that podcast. <laughs> Granted, we yeah, did go a, off a, on a, on a, 
yeah, we did we did have a little bit of a tangential aside there too. It was basically two parts to a yeah. podcast. It was a two-parter. <laughs> yeah, effectively. It's like here's what happened when making the game and all the people involved with it, and then here's where we talk about the actual game. I would love to see this the uh, statistics on how many people like skipped forward an hour <laughs> to get past my bullshit. But so Outer Wilds was made by Mobius Digital. They were founded in 2013 by Masi Oka. And Lone Verno, I believe is how you say it. I don't know. John, uh, you're uh, you're better with the languages than I am. Uh, V-E-R-N-E-A-U. Verno, I would guess. Verno? Okay, yeah. so, so, oh, okay, so I was pretty close to the ballpark there. All right. Uh, their first game that they, ve- they developed was Our Superhero in 2014 for iOS. It's a game about being a reporter at the Heroic Times, a newspaper dedicated to breaking stories about the larger-than-life heroes and villains around us. That's a... Uh, Quoted directly from their website. Uh, I'm not really sure what it was beyond sort of a Mad Libs type thing because it's uh, since been taken off of in recent iterations of iOS. In 2015, they released both Terra Chrome and Beacon 38. Terra Chrome is a puzzle RPG that came out on iOS and Google Play. Beacon 38 is a top-down space exploration game that by pinging your sonar, you see what surrounds you. So it's sort of like a ma- like a blind maze thing, basically. And uh, there's a bunch of things that will try to kill you, too. So it's a lot of trial and error from what I could kind of see. Uh, this also released on iOS and Google Play. None of these three work on current iOS uh, devices. So, yeah, I can try them out and see if they crashed on me all the time, too. <laughs> Outer Wilds started development fairly early on in the studio's life, being shown off at IGF 2015, winning the main prize there. On May 29th, 2019, it would release on the Xbox One, on the Epic Game Store May 30th, 2019, on the PS4 October 15th, 2019, and on Steam June 8th, 2020, and most recently, Xbox Cloud Gaming January 21st. So let's talk about the actual people behind the studio. Uh, Masioka is the executive producer for Outer Wilds, and he's one of the founding members, as I mentioned earlier. His only other game credits that aren't Mobius-related are voice actor credits on Driver 76 and, hold on guys, wait for it, you're going to be a big wow out of this one, Cars Mater National Championship. Holy shit. Uh. <laughs> um, he's probably better known for his acting credits on Heroes, Hawaii Five O, and The Meg. Oka graduated from Brown University and got degrees in mathematics and computer science as well. Also got a theater arts minor. I come kind of uh, anecdotally there. I actually dated someone who got a full academic ride to Brown University. So it's like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a, that's a hell of a degree to have gotten there. So yes, it is. that's school. Uh, his first job out of high school or out of not high school, out of college. So just speaking for myself there, high school. Uh, his first job out of school was working <laughs> for ILM. Another impressive credit. So I guess we can give him a pass on the uh, Mater National thing, right? I think that's a, I'd put that on my resume personally. That's mm. <laughs> <laughs> a pretty crazy career kind of uh, path there, going from ILM to acting and like heroes to uh-huh. starting a game <laughs> studio. Like, yeah. And, and, <laughs> making, and making this game in particular. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Crazy. Now, he's only the EP, so he might not have actually really done much of anything on this thing because I sure. didn't see him credit wise like anything else outside of vo- those uh, three voice actor credits I mentioned. But. It's uh, that's the nice thing. Like when I do not the nice thing, but like the interesting thing when I do this stuff is I start digging into the like the past of people, and it's just like wow, you see a lot of weird career trajectories. Like um, Gunpei Yoka, Yoka, Gunpei Yokoi was um, the guy who like invented the Game Boy, worked for Nintendo at a long time, was actually in like their toy department for a long time, mm. and he developed like a crane game thing, or not a crane game thing, but like basically like this like reaching crane that you would play with. And that was like sort of his start at Nintendo. Like he was basically just like a warehouse schlub and he did this on his own time and ran it up to Nintendo, like the higher ups in the toy department and they made it 
and that sort of got him his in, and that's how we ended up with the Game Boy, effectively. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so there's a lot of weird little things like that that, like, once you, like, start digging a little bit deeper, you're like, oh, oh, a lot of these people had some interesting uh, history okay. before they started developing games, so... Speaking of that, let's move on there. Uh, the next person is Alex Beecham, who is the creative director uh, credited as one of the game designers and programmer and one of the story developers on Outer Wilds. His previous game work is one of the game designers on the 2014 Xbox One game Project Spark. And I, think oh, we I remember that game. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I actually bought it from a local video store chain, Hastings, before they went out of business for like $3 mm-hmm. out of curiosity. And I don't know if it actually works, though, anymore. Yeah. Probably not. I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he began the initial work on Outer Wilds as his graduate thesis at USC's Interactive Media Master of Fine Arts program. Wow. Like, so. What, I wonder what that entailed as a, as a thesis. Is it, right. <laughs> like, was it actually was it a paper? Was it a paper or was it like a, was it like a, a prototype? I guess I don't know how it works. I, I bet you it's out there for us to find somewhere. <laughs> yeah. From what I could tell, there was a little bit of a prototype that they kind of kicked off with that or with that initial thing. And then sort of expanded upon it because a lot of the other people behind it did a lot more of the um, creative fluffing behind the game. But he had the sort of like initial concept for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, his wife actually uh, was the writer for it. I'll go ahead and skip down to her, actually. Uh, Kelsey Beecham, uh, as I mentioned, is the, the writer for Outer Wilds. Uh, her only other game credit is one of the two writers on Marvel Spider-Man. That's a good. I mean, that game's got some good writing in, too. Yeah, that's a yeah. pretty good yeah. writing credit there. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, Kelsey, aside from games, uh, also was an editor at a science magazine that I couldn't find uh, what it was, and the editorial assistant at The Onion. Huh. <laughs> so she's got some decent uh, writing cred behind her. Yeah. I mean, it's my favorite part of this game. Yeah. Nailed it, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. All right, next person is uh, Lone Vernau. Credited as the producer and one of the de- designers and store developers on Outer Wilds, he would get a bachelor in software engineering at EPFL in Switzerland. No idea what that is. Don't ask. And would move <laughs> to the United States and get a master's in interactive media at USC just before uh, being Mobius Digital's first hire. Hmm. So first hire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wesley Martin, next person, is the art director on Outer Wilds. Martin also worked on some of the art in the EverQuest expansions House of Thule and Vale of Alaris. Art on, and art on the mobile games Shove Pro and Microsoft Flight. And if you're Shove noticing, Pro. yeah, if you're noticing, a lot of these credits are a little slight. A lot of these things, these, these are relative rookies in the industry. Like, they don't have a whole lot of credits before this. And so I was pretty impressed with, like, what they did despite the issues I had playing it. But, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And the last person is uh, Andrew Parlow. Uh, basically was in charge of all of the audio in Outer Wilds, being the sole person who worked on the music and sound effects. He would work on some of the soundscapes for the Madden series, which entries I can't say because I can't find them, because, you know, in the EA machine, you tend to get lost. Yeah. Uh, but it is in his bio on the Mobius site, so, you know, if he didn't, he's lying. So, whatever. I'm not, not going to say that. A bad research on my part. I'm just trusting his word on it. And also did the music for the mobile VR game Eclipse at Edge of Light. He also worked on the music on The Legend of Korra, Kung Fu Panda, Legend of Awesomeness, and some trailers for The Martian, Star Wars, and The Avengers. Mm. Nice. I really love the uh, audio in this game. They did a good yeah. job. Yes, I agreed.
Okay, and that is that is really it. Like I said, this is uh, this is one of my uh, favorite games to do this for because it's so new. I could barely pull anything on anybody. <laughs> that was that was fascinating. It's, it's like the different the different like not only like games, just like different fields of work they were people were in is uh, very interesting. Uh, and to come to come together to make this is again also very interesting <laughs> yeah i was gonna say something yeah. else yeah it's an ambitious project for a um a young development team like that for sure mm-hmm. yeah oh, to make yeah. a game that's entirely entirely clockwork which is one of the mm-hmm. harder things to do in video mm-hmm. games um and to make it work is pretty damn impressive for your first go yeah uh, yeah all right so time to talk about outer wilds and proper so we'll, like, it's, like i said earlier we'll avoid some stories up for a bit here um, and just talk about more mechanically. And there's plenty to talk about because this game is very interesting mechanically. Uh, because, and I'll start with the... So, okay, so I guess I didn't explain prop fully about Outer Wilds, but I haven't played it, is that it is... You are, on, you are stuck in a time loop as your character, and you're aware that you're stuck in a time loop. And, and every 22 minutes, the sun in the center of your solar system explodes, and everyone everything dies, including you. Um, but... Because you talked to a statue, <laughs> you are now you are now able to you're you're now able to go uh, warp back into time, loop back into time to try and figure out how to stop this from happening, um, or at least figure out why it is happening. And uh, that is the that is the game. You are, and it is a set twenty two minutes. And I think the only cues that you get, essentially, because there's no timer on the screen or anything like that, I think the only cues you get are the, is the music will change uh, towards uh, the end of the loop um, to give you a, it'll get a little more intense, and then the sun goes blue, obviously, before it explodes as well, because it is rapidly exploding, which is a uh, which is explained uh, in the in the lore in the story in the back the background, uh, and we'll get to that as well. Playing the game itself, you have to fly a spaceship around this solar system to each planet. And this is where my issue comes in, is that flying the spaceship is a pain in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) Right there, I'll agree with you, yeah. Yeah, uh, they they went for a sim uh, version of flying to make it, uh, so you're you're taking off, you have to land, you have to match your velocity, you have to, uh, and this also applies to your character in your spacesuit. Which, uh, if you don't put your spacesuit on, you will die, which is very funny. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it can be, and it can be very frustrating. Like it's cool at first um, when you aren't, when you, when it doesn't, it doesn't hurt as much when you die, you know. Because, but there's some certain times when you're like on the brink of like a breakthrough on something, or like you're at the very end of, uh, like the, essentially the puzzle on on each planet. You're at the very end of solving it, or. Uh, and then, and then something happens, and you die, and then it's all, and you have to basically do that all over again, which is can be, can take away kind of some of the magic. So that's some of my issue. Uh, Vanessa, what do you think of like that part? Did it bother you as much as it bothered me? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I found um, I. I don't know how much time I wasted just crashing into things, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like thinking I'm cool because of autopilot and then be like, oh, nope, I ran into the sun because autopilot's not that smart. <laughs> no, no. It will take, yes, it will take you right into the sun. If it's yeah. if the planet you're going for is directly behind it at that point in time, you will yeah. go through the sun. Yeah, and <laughs> so you die immediately. Yeah, it's a lot of deaths like that. The first time actually I played, I assumed that like um, 
I didn't realize I had to land myself onto the planet. So I'm like going up. I figured there'd be like a cutscene or something to like land me on the planet. So I just go smacking oh, no. into like, I think it was the Ember Twin. And it's like, oh, now I'm dead because I just smacked into the space. And like that ejected me from the spaceship. And then I was just <laughs> lost in space for 15 minutes until I ran out of oxygen. <laughs> Have you ever pressed the eject button on, in space? That's no. <laughs> I didn't know there was an eject button. I didn't know that either. There's an eject button on the ship, and it's funny if you press what? it. It just oh, launches you out of the ship. Go ahead <laughs> so, and do that. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, Andy, what did, you, what did you think of the semi aspects of like <sighs> the controls? I kind of loved it. Um, awesome. So like I spent probably like the first hour like not doing autopilot because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use autopilot. I'm gonna master this. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and you can't. You're not going to master it. <laughs> so like, I kind of was like, okay, let's let's just use autopilot. And then like the the first time I went into landing mode was very confusing because I'm like, wait, what? Uh, you know, because it does a drop down camera. It's all black and white. And like the very first time you do it, it's, it was like a little confusing but yeah i was gonna say it's know. definitely disorienting the first time yep yep and but you get used to it like i don't know i love like when you restart a time loop and like you just launch yourself up in the space the audio changes all you hear is like your thrusters and i still try and like not use autopilot sometimes um, unless it's like really far away that's like okay i'll just you know autopilot and go but i don't know i i really enjoy it it's um I love flying around in that game. Even the spacesuit, like the zip around um, a planet, like really quick by like just jumping and then like thrusting forward and like going 360 around the planet is like yes. super fun and satisfying. Um, but it is hard. Like it is very hard. And I, the developers obviously realized that it was very hard, which is why they probably put in autopilot and uh, and stuff like that. And once you get used to the landing mode, that's makes landing way easier. Um, than, than trying to land without that. Sometimes I get to a planet mm-hmm. and, you, and it doesn't give you the prompt for landing mode for some reason. And I'm like, what the heck? And then you got to do it manually, which kind of sucks. But yeah. Uh, That's where I usually just like ram myself into the planet and hope that I survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the landing mode gets to do like it'll pop up depending on your speed too sometimes, I think. Mm. Um, but uh, <laughs> Jason, in your short time with the game, <laughs> yeah. uh, did you uh, ever master landing? in the game uh, if by master landing i just slowed down enough that i didn't immediately die upon impact and i would just uh-huh. fix my ship real fast uh yeah i did yeah i did appreciate you could repair your ship that was, yeah. Yeah. as soon as i saw like the repair thing i was like oh god is this gonna be one of those things where i have to pick up supplies too during like these 22 minute loops and no, no thankfully you just repair it so it's mm-hmm. fine but it's still it's just like you know rather than me sitting here futzing with okay slow slow okay pull up pull up a little bit a little bit a little bit okay 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 slow 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 i was like okay i'll just kind of go at a nominal speed crash fix the thing and then keep moving yeah i just i think uh for me it was just like what i wanted from the game was the discovery and i didn't want to be futzing around with the with this ship I just wanted to get to the the lore. I just wanted to read mm-hmm. the stuff, and uh, sometimes you know when you're using your jetpack and you uh, miss a jump a little bit, and then you fall to your death. It's a little annoying, and yeah. uh, yes, and, uh, you just like then you see that you see all your memories of what you just saw, and then you wake up back on the planet. And yeah. uh, well, uh, see, Johnny, here's the thing: they don't, you know, they in like movies and film, we always get the the you know the 
leaving of the destination and then to the uh, the arrival of your destination. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. see the uh, 12 weeks at sea that the Vikings spent to get to <laughs> Norway. Like that. That's It's like... <laughs> It's like, oh, we sat there for 12 weeks. I'm like, God, you guys must smell awful at this point. Holy cow. <laughs> so, I mean, the, you know, I guess I appreciate that they kind of kept something like that in here, especially like how, let's say not poorly, but how uh, creatively the uh, your spaceship and stuff controls mm-hmm. when the space program itself is being held together literally by uh, tape and nails. It maybe kind of goes in with that motif. I mean, the floor of your spaceship is, I think it's wood planks, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. uh, Yes. you're in a very you're in a backwater solar system this entire time, by the way. Like it's very the vibe that they they chose to to build this game around, I think is great. I love the I love this backwater bluesy um, banjo uh, music. Yeah. Banjo string, heavy string instrument (laughs) um, soundtrack. And it's, it's, you're just a bunch of uh, exp- you're, ex- you're an ex- group of explorers out in the wilderness. You're basically park rangers in the, in the solar system, and yeah. uh, I I love that aspect of it. And I think it um, the art the art style is really strong too in in that aspect. Um, even with their with their lower budget, I think they did a lot. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the reasons why I brought up the art director because I was, you know, again, this is my experience on the whole game itself. Like I was pretty impressed with the art direction they took. It really stands out, and like there's no mistaking this game when you see it. Yeah, the uh, the planets are all incredibly distinct from one another too. Um, not in direction and design, uh, which is really which makes which does help with the loop aspect. Cause it's, all, right, all right, I'll just go to this planet this time and do the and try this thing. Uh, although sometimes if you get if you're getting stuck on all of them, that can just lead to more frustration because uh, they all have their own challenges. What do you guys think about the character design? <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the like, like multiple eyes. Uh, blue yeah yeah uh is it put i was uh, not crazy about it (laughs) crazy about it um i was indifferent to it i think i think it fit what they were going for i don't don't know those aliens really fit the the deep south vibe (laughs) the uh the rest of it um they felt like they felt like aliens that you'd see in the deep south (laughs) (laughs) you Uh, know um i think if i was going to um you know I guess pin it down to something. I would say sort of uh, the Appalachian version of the monsters or aliens or whatever they are from the um, Odd World universe. Oh mm-hmm. yes, yeah. The Madokins, um, the ter- what the fuck, uh, whatever they're called. I, beat me, yeah. beats me, man. Yeah. I, hate, I hate those games, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Stranger, I only like Stranger's Wrath. I like Stranger's Stranger Wrath a whole bunch. Yeah, it's a great game. Um, but the rest of them I don't really vibe with. Did you play the original version or like the newer ones where they fixed a lot of the control issues? Uh, I, mean, I played it uh, more recently. It's, okay, uh, that's probably yeah. why then, because I think I tried it on, what was it, the Xbox originally? And I was like, oh, this game is Garbo. I'm good. <laughs> it's uh, it, uh, The controls game is uh, really good on the uh, HD remaster. Uh, I yeah. enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, so, I think uh, Jose Otero, one of my friends who used to work at 1UP, he, mm-hmm. um, he ended up reviewing it and said it got uh, it got changed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I was yes, like, oh, so. maybe I'll give it another shot. I, I own it on the Vita. I just haven't ever gotten around to yeah. trying it again because, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get around to that game some someday. It's a, it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, back to Outer Wilds, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so the like I said your before, uh, discovery is a big a big part of this game in that your the knowledge you're gaining on each cycle is your basically your experience in your uh, your. Um, items you're gathering is just um, more knowledge about why the universe is the way it is. Um, and it's a lot of it is you're collecting 
audio logs, uh, not audio logs, text logs from the precursor race um, to you guys, uh, the Nomai. And you're trying to fit your figure and you find their uh, artifacts and their um, buildings and their technology left behind. And you're trying to figure out what happened to them and how that connects to um, what is happening to you. And it connects very directly. <laughs> so they, they are the reason you everything. They are the reason for everything that's happening, more or less. Uh, and that is the stuff that I absolutely love about this game. I love. Um, I think the like I said, like I said multiple times, the writing is excellent. I think it it leaves just enough gaps in between everything to where you feel like you know enough, but not everything, and it would makes you want to learn more. And it's it's incredible because most of the time you're just reading really short paragraphs, and it's not a, a there's not a a mate in a insufferable um, amount of writing. It's just it feels like just the right amount each time you go somewhere, and you you learn a lot about these the civilization, not just what what they did and like plot wise, but also just them as people, as like what they what they were like, who they were like, their relationship, their interpersonal relationships with one another. It's um. It's really fascinating, and I think it's um, divvied out in a really great way. Um, and it's the it really it's it is easily what what propels you forward because if it wasn't good, I feel like the rest of this game just wouldn't work. Um, Vanessa, what did you think of the uh, the the Nomai and all the text logs you have to read? Were they was that enough for you to keep want to keep going? Yeah, for sure. That's like where it's like, a, this is where the time loop is really getting me, though, because sometimes you're deep in it and you're like, oh, my God, I don't have time for the dialogue. I just have yeah. to log this stuff and hope <laughs> that they're going to hope that my logbook will tell me enough later. But it would be really nice to either be able to like go back and see like line by line what they were saying, mm-hmm. because sometimes it happened a lot more than I would have liked because I was like, oh, and, you know, Jim is watching me play this. and He's like, can you read that fast? I'm like, no, I just, the song's exploding, Jim. I just need to finish this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there were, there were moments that, like, I really would have liked to read more of the dialogue, but the sun was exploding, so I had to just log it and go. Um, but I really enjoyed the story. Um, I, I, di- I didn't quite get it uh, until the very end, of course. <laughs> yeah, I'll do my I'll do my best to try to, because I, 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 I finished it and then I've read a bit about it afterwards to try and yeah. use it. Now, after, after reading a lot of Reddit threads, I totally get it now. But. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, and, uh Andy, I know you haven't finished it, but have you been, have you enjoyed the? I think you said you haven't enjoyed the writing so far in the game. Yeah, yeah, I haven't beat it, but like, if you talk spoilers all you want, of course. Um, but I'm liking it uh, a lot so far. Like, at first, you know, I said that I was like, for the first couple hours, just going from planet to planet and not even kind of realizing what the story was, or even if there was one, because I would kind of happen upon like one of the translation mm-hmm. things and be like, what's this? And then, but I was already like two hours in and then we know what it was, you know, <laughs> but now I'm at the point where it's like, okay, I got to go to like every planet, make sure I read that, you know, every single translation and to kind of piece what's going on. Um, so I'm really, yeah, I'm liking it so far. Uh, and it, like as a comparison, which is, hard not to compare is uh, I've been playing 12 minutes lately um, which is another time loop game where you got 12 minutes and then like you restart right it's a very similar gameplay mechanic except way more brutal Um, and that game kind of sucks after a while (laughs) that's what (laughs) I like the way that they do it it's like you you just get really bored of the loops like it's really cumbersome and turns into a chore the Outer Wilds, I feel like, is the exact opposite, where 
there's so much to do in each one of your loops. Like you can, you know, you find something on one loop on like one side of the solar system and then you wake up and like, ah, I'm not going to go over there. Even though you could like mm-hmm. kind of continue that mystery or you can just jump over to another planet and just see what's going on over there, you know, to see if you unlock something else or, or whatever. So it's way more adventurous and way more fun than, than what 12 minutes did. But, um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to talk more about that aspect of the game uh, before. You know, Jason, did you? Get, how much of the writing did you were you able to really get in? in while you were, uh, while you were... Not really much. I got into the first, I guess. Um, what are the uh, the Nomai? Nomai like the yes. Nomai place in the moon, and kind of checked mm-hmm. that out, and got to see like the kind of cool like way they write their script is like a branching mm-hmm. sort yes. of thing. I thought that was interesting, but I didn't get enough of a flavor of much of anything of them outside of like, oh, they're the precursor race. Okay. And that was kind of the end of what I got out of it, just because, again, the technical issues I had. Yeah. Uh, did you Now, uh, I did want to segue like, from into the the planet stuff. Did you, you said you only got, you got to the moon. Did you get to any other, any other distinct planets in the? Uh, in the the one that, the one that is like hollowed out, they're the black holes in the middle of it or whatever. With the uh, dark bramble, the one with like the all the plants. Sure, everywhere. you can yeah. you can you can tell me you can come up with whatever name you not you uh, <laughs> yeah. you want, and I'll. Was it, was it I just, foggy? I don't know. Was it really foggy, or is it a different planet? Am I thinking of a different planet? Um, I think you're thinking of a different one because this is like one that. Oh, I, oh, I do, I do know. You're talking, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the hollow one. That's uh, yes. With the with the it has a. I don't know if you found the city inside of it, but the massive city. No, massive, no my city inside of it. Shit, just the black hole. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I, I fell into that black hole way too many times. Oh, <laughs> so yes. trying, to, trying to get to something, uh, trying to get more writing. Um, yeah, I only fell into it the one time. That was yeah, <laughs> that ruined my game. So <laughs> I think this is that is a good that is a good segue into the planets themselves, which are like I've said are incredibly distinct from one another. Um, there's uh, Brittle Hollow, which is like Jason has said has a has a black hole directly in the center of it. Uh, there's Dark Bramble, which is a mass of Bramble, bramble. <laughs> uh, with, with um, uh, fog and giant space anglerfish floating around inside of it that will eat your ship if you uh, go in there and don't know the correct path to get through. Um, and there is the the um, the twins, the Ash Twin and the Ember Twin, uh, which are two um, moons connected to each other that are constantly rotating in a way that. The sand from one goes to the, goes to the other planet, um, so you it slowly reveals stuff on the sandy planet and covers up the other one. That's where Vanessa kept dying to sand. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, can just, I can tell you right now, that's where it was. <laughs> it's, uh, yes. that's, it's uh, I mean, yeah. There's there's the quantum moon, which is a moon that is tra- traveling in uh, special intervals around us, not. The sun, it's not traveling around the sun, it's traveling around the eye of the universe, which we'll get to later. Um, yeah, there's just so many things in this game. Uh, oh, there's the planet that's uh, the, the giant's deep, or whatever it's called, the planet that's mm-hmm. like an that's ocean <laughs> with an electric ball core in the middle of it and giant water tornadoes all over the place. <laughs> and Oh, Jesus. There's a guy that, and uh, one of the, the only other explorer that's around uh, is there. And uh, also this planet, because all the it's all islands on water, um, but and every time a, a tornado goes over, it chucks the island into space and it comes back <laughs> down onto the onto the planet. 
and including you if you're on it. <laughs> so, that, that was like a weird thing because I didn't realize what was happening. I, sometimes I would just be like in space and like, what? Yeah. What is this planet that they're on? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they really, they don't, exp- you don't explain anything. They just you kind of just have to figure out how, how each planet works for, on your own. And uh, yeah, they're all just. That was the first planet I went to, and <laughs> it was one of the most ones. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was the biggest and like yeah. one of the closest. I was like, oh, I'll go there. That's not <laughs> no. one of the worst planets to go to first. It's so confusing. Yeah, and there's like one dude hanging out there who's just laying on a hammock the whole time, getting launched into space over and over again, just chilling. He's having a great time. Um, and yeah, I think that's probably my favorite planet, honestly. I just think it's so ridiculous. It's like it's the most I think it's the most visually arresting of all the planets too when you get when you break the atmosphere and it's just water tornadoes everywhere. Um it's really cool looking. Um Vanessa, did you have a favorite planet? Um oh, let me think about this. I hate them all so much in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's also that aspect of yes, they all suck in their own special way too. <laughs> yeah, uh, they really do. Um, I think I liked probably um, definitely not Dark Ramble. That was a sucky planet. I guess the in between, but even though I died a lot on that planet, I did spend a lot of time searching around that planet. So I guess I guess the in between. <laughs> That one, that, yeah, it, I mean, it looks cool. They all look cool, I think, is, yeah. the, is the aspect of it. Once you actually, they're just a pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> they are. And I, and I did enjoy, like, it, it was fun to, like, you know, when I was doing well and I wasn't getting crushed by the sand to, like, get into a cool place and be like, wow, exploring. And then, of course, later it'd be like, oh, the sand is coming mm-hmm. and I'm going to die now. <laughs> this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy, do you have a favorite planet, uh, a favorite murder planet? I mean... Yeah, Giant's Deep is definitely up there. That one, it's between that one and uh, Brittle Hollow. Um, uh, the Hollow Planet, I think, visually to me was one of the coolest. Just the way that they designed that and laid it out was super cool. Um, so yeah, those two are, are definitely probably my favorite. Once you get used to like what's going on in Giant's Deep, like yeah, the first time you land on there, it's incredibly disorienting and like you don't know what to do. Um, but once you figure out like how to navigate it, it's really quite fun and uh, and how to use kind of like the the islands going up into space as your advantage and stuff like that. But yeah. Oh, and Jason, yours is the moon, right? That's definitely your favorite. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the moon is cool. It's cool. It's got you. It's got the guy on it hanging out. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah, he just kind of sitting there chilling at the yeah. uh, around his little hut or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, uh, non-story related, Jason, uh, favorite moment you have with Outer Wilds before we get into the story after this? Um, boy. Did, you, did any moment did, did, in your short time with the game, did you have anything <laughs> that was like, did, that kind of, you like, you kind of understood why people like this game? Did you, did you have time to figure out what, why people like this game? Uh, you know, honestly, I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, after reading about it more and seeing a lot of our Reddit comments about it, I can I can totally understand why people got into this game. I just was not able to get enough into this game to experience any of that. All I got was the frustration of the <laughs> initial couple hours of trying to get your uh-huh. like you know feet set with this game, and then um, the game crashing. So it just uh, yeah, like I said, there's there's a lot of bad taste in my mouth with this game, and I don't. I mean, I hold it against the game, obviously, but I don't like hold it against anyone who likes the game because it's just like, well, this was my experience. And I realize that a lot of other people did not have this one. I just happened to be the unlucky bastard who happened to just have the PlayStation give up on 
wanting to play this game at all. So, yeah. yeah. I'm sure you weren't the only one, but it's, it's still unfortunate. I'm sure that happened to, I'm sure that happened to some people, to, some other people as well. Uh, Andy, non-story related favorite moment from this game that you had that you've had so far? Um, I think well, anytime you get land on a planet, and I'll just use Giant Steep as an example, like the first time you land on there, and you have that like what the fuck moment like just happened, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. happens on like every planet, but every time that happens, you're like, wait, what just happened? Like that's an awesome feeling, and. Then, like, okay, you died, obviously, or <laughs> probably. Uh, and then, like, waking up and going back and, like, trying to, like, figure out how to navigate that planet without dying uh, are the best moments in the game. For me, um, I love that. Uh, Vanessa, how about yourself? Um, yeah, I agree with that. The new plants are really cool to, like, arrive on. Um, I did enjoy, like, the time. I really like using the signal scope, um, so it's always fun when I'm, like, you know, going towards, like, a friend, and you hear the music, and then when you actually find that person, because sometimes it's a little bit a little bit harder than you think. Um, yeah, so it's always fun talking to those those other explorers. I really enjoyed the one on Giant's Deep, um, name unknown, <laughs> um, who actually is like, yeah, I'm in a time loop, too. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, found, I found out that guy, like, there's two people that are in the time loop, and it's you and this guy, and that guy just kind of accepted it, his fate, and then, but you're the, you're the one trying to figure out what's going on. So that, that's yeah, funny. he's not here at all. He's like, I'm just going to hang out in my hammock and, like, and chill. Play my flute. And watch, and watch the world end over and over again. Yeah, yeah it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, he's the, he's the it's Gavro, fine yeah, dog. <laughs> he's the it's fine dog as a, as a space traveler. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, for me, it would be non-store related. Um, I think the first time, I think my first like Eureka moments were on the Ember, were on the Ember Twins. Um, and just, you get just traveling through there. I feel like you get a lot of story stuff, uh, um, as you're traveling through the old city that's buried under there. Uh, that's also where I got my most frustration because I almost got through everything and then I died. And then there's like only a little bit left that I had to get to. And that's very frustrating with how far into it was how with how long it takes to get it to get there. Um, and then you're trying to rush your way there and then it leads to more dying. Yes. Uh, yeah, so it's a combination of the two. And then also the first time an anglerfish ate me, because I did not know that was in the game. And it's oh curious. yeah. That it was, was really cool. You just turn around and was all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck is happening? Because it's a good uh, <laughs> and then the, you're being eaten. And, uh, and, that, and that noise that the angler ma fish makes that like senses you, you're like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh <laughs> No one expects space anglerfish. I'm gonna tell you right now. Tell you that right now. This is like that's the last thing you expect. Yeah. When I uh, when I when I read about it, I was like, wait, wait there's what now? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so okay, for all listeners, uh, I think time, now is the time to uh, get into. Actually, before we get there, I want to mention the music. Uh, Jason again, he didn't get a. Ch I don't know if you ever, I don't know if you listened to the soundtrack at all uh, outside of it, but no, um, I didn't. That was something I meant to do, yeah. and I just it's, didn't um, get into it. I don't know if I listen to it outside of it, but I think it's incredibly strong in the game. Um, yeah. I think I think it's poignant when it needs to be, uh, and it it shifts at just the right moments. As you're as you're reaching the end of the game, I think it crescendos in some beautiful ways, and uh, I think it's uh, the it, because it, it, there's no voice acting in this game. I think the music does all, a lot of the emotional heavy lifting in, in mm -hmm. moments, uh, and I think it does it very well, especially in the very last scene. And uh, 
I think it'll. I think it hits if you invested in it. I think it'll hit you very hard when that uh, when that music when the music swells by the end of the game. Um, yeah, I think that's a good point about how it's doing all the heavy lifting because you're right. There isn't any voice acting, which I found kind of annoying to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get why they didn't do it because for one, it's hard and expensive uh, to yes. do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the you're right in that the music does. Um, I think it certainly makes up for that a hundred percent. And yeah, I, I loved it. Just like flying up into space. It, 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 you just felt like relaxed through like the whole game, even though it's like a very stressful 22 minutes. Yeah. It didn't, you know, you're like, oh, but the music somehow like calmed you down and yeah. Yeah. I, I agreed. Um, yeah. And I was enjoyed it as a cue also at the end, like, which also stressed me out a lot. I feel like you hear that like kind of coming up as the sun's about exploding, like, yeah, there were definitely times in hearing that big, big explosion. Like once near the end, I was, you know, in like, you know, in dark ramble. I'm like, oh, no, that was the sun exploding. And I'm so close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, I missed the log. No. And then you explode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah that was definitely the key one that I needed to read. Uh, yeah, that would have told me everything and I would have known what's going on. <laughs> All right, so listeners, now is the time for uh, the spoiler section, and uh, so we will we'll pick it up at after this with uh, listener questions. So we'll we'll be talking about the story. I don't know how long we'll go on it, um, but uh, yeah, we'll, it's pretty much all fair game at this point. Um, and Andy, are you you're, said you're cool with spoilers? If you want to step oh, out, yeah. you totally fine no. with me. <laughs> all right. Um, so the Nomai in this game. Um, they created this time loop because they were the entire universe is dying, and not just the solar system; it's the entire universe that is exploding, basically, <laughs> slow, slowly, one by one. Each each solar system is exploding. Like uh, real life. Yes, just like real life, <laughs> uh, and just just faster paced than real life. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> the current, and they get to this. Uh, they they find this universe um, by chance. And they get a, a weird signal, and they warp to it, and a lot of them die because they warp right into Dark Bramble, and their what ship a, gets what stuck. A, what a terrible luck, right? Like yeah, you had to warp into yeah. one planet, and you end up in Dark Bramble. Yeah, that <laughs> happens to be where the where the eye of the universe is sitting is right in the middle of this worst planet in the solar system, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. So they a lot of the passengers on that ship died, not all of them, but the ones that survived basically built civilization in the solar system to try and figure out. The eye of the universe, which is this, um, which they assume is go- is going to give them the answer to how to s- how to save everything. And they, well, as they figure more out more stuff out, they realize they find out that uh, the they find areas that you can there's, there's a wormhole located in, which are one of the planets. Uh, I can't remember which ones have the wormholes on them, but you can teleport through them, and they also figure out that when you you actually exit the wormhole before you enter the wormhole, you're actually going back in time through the wormhole, um, which they are also you they also use that to uh, to try and solve this this um, looping issue, um, which they're about to create they're about to create on their own. 
So I'm <laughs> sorry if I'm getting confusing. It's 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 a lot. There's so they are their plan is they they need more power to um to like reset the universe basically is <laughs> what they want to do, and the only thing that can power it is a is uh the explosion of a sun. So their plan is to loop the sun exploding so they can power a warp core so they can get to the center of the universe. <laughs> I believe it's uh, yeah. This yeah. is the part I had to read a lot about where it's yeah, like they. So. They wanted. They made a thing to blow up the sun so they could power the orbital probe cannon, which would send a probe in directions, finding the eye of the universe. And then in 22 minutes, it would all reset because that's how long they thought it would take to find the eye of the universe for some reason with their orbital probe cannon. <laughs> yeah, they, they deduced that the timing it would take is 22 minutes. Um, but before they did that, a a mysterious object was hurtling towards the solar system that had a that also seemed to have the the power that they were looking for when they scanned it. So they went to it and they realized that what they were what the power was there was actually incredibly deadly, and but before and that it was going to go into the sun and explode and um and kill everything. Um, but before it or I think that was going to happen. That's it, the uh, that's the visitor, right? The interloper. The interloper, interloper. Yes. There we go. Yes. Yeah. And but before they and they before they could realize anything, it it exploded on them, releasing ghost matter ghost matter into the solar system, killing all the nomai. The ghost matter is in the game. There's less of it at that point because it like deteriorates over time. Uh, but and it literally wiped that in that instant, all the nomai in that solar system and basically all the nomai left are wiped out. Uh, and, and but. But a, a small amphibian survives the explosion on, on one of the backwater planets, and that evolves into the Harthians, which are the characters you play as. And when you touch a statue, a Nomai statue left behind, you in, inadvertently start the time loop. And you, at that point, it triggers the device that they were creating to find the eye of the universe. And your job is to basically get, is to activate the device what, yeah. what i read actually on reddit i spent a lot of time yesterday on oh, reddit please, also please, if i'm incorrect um, please, please uh <laughs> yeah i went down this rabbit hole because i was like well, why did that thing near giant's deep blow up yes. if they didn't cause this and so then i got down a rabbit hole and so the theory is from the redditors is that not you didn't actually start anything but basically you just happened to be nearest to the statue when mm. the orbital probe cannon found the eye of the universe so everything was activated once it found the eye of the universe. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's the, the Reddit theory. But I think it makes a lot more sense. Otherwise, like, why would, like, the statue open its eyes for you, but nobody else that was in the mm-hmm. room with the statue? Yeah. Um, I'm sure I read that, too, and I'm just, <laughs> just for, I just forgot. Or There is or, a lot. <laughs> yeah, there is. But, yes, okay. So that happens, and now your job is to basically find the eye of the universe. You Eventually, you figure out that's what you're here to do is uh, – it's that or be stuck in a time loop for the next 22 minutes over and over again um, till the end of time. <laughs> so, which will never happen because you're going back in time constantly. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and through all this, through finding the Nomai's old stuff, you find a warp core, you take the warp core to the the old Nomai ship I mentioned in Dark, that's stuck in Dark Bramble, and you... And all this is incredibly complicated and very hard to do in the game. It's a pain in the ass. Uh, and you only have 22 minutes. <laughs> yes. And you only have 22 minutes to do this whole aspect of it. And once you take off uh, on that ship, 
to the eye of the universe, that's when um, you, the loop ends, basically, more or less. You, you no longer have to worry about your time limit, which is nice, because uh, the entire climax of the game is no time limit. You just get to do it all and take it all in. And mm-hmm. the eye of the universe, it, like, takes on the um, look of, it, like, it makes itself appealing to the person there like the harthian he understand he does he, it makes it like comprehend comp, he can comprehend it um because it turn, it's like a forest for him it's like a big deep forest and there's a campfire in the center and something he can understand and grasp um so that's why it looks the way it does and as you're there you through you hear that's you learn that the that the end of the universe is essentially inevitable. There's nothing you cannot stop. The end of the universe. Um, everything is going to die, and at that, at that point, you basically gather all of your friends that you learned about or met uh, throughout this journey. You and you sit around a campfire. You trigger the end of the universe and also the beginning of a new universe. You play music around a campfire, and then you die. And the universe explodes, and then it begins a new, um, like, 14 billion years later. Whoa. And that's the end of the game. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's kind it's of a, a sad ending. It's a bit. It's, it's a an super sad ending. It's an incredibly bittersweet ending. It's yeah. like, yeah, and the the music that plays throughout, it's very, it's, it's, it's a, it's a it is, it is the reason people love this game. I mean, there's obviously all the mechanics and all that stuff. I think it all, the ending comes together in a way that I think it's, it really it really affects people and mm-hmm. we'll I think we'll see that in some of the comments people left uh, because it's yeah it's a heavy ending like it's you're you basically have to accept that you know you couldn't save the world more or less <laughs> and uh, you're just I think I think the way they I think the way they do it too is like super um, like it's well done because it's like like you landed a museum first, like the same museum on your planet and you mm-hmm. get to read about what happened. I'm happy about that because it was lots of clarification. Thank you. Yes. Game. Yes. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also it turned out everyone, everyone else hated, hated the angular fish as well. So that, yes, was, uh, yeah. that was wonderful. Yeah. But they talk about like, actually like what happened, like the new me didn't start the explosion. They all died off because of the ghost matter, which I didn't necessarily understand from just the, um, you know, just the artifacts. Um, but then you're like placed on, um, on the planet itself. And it's like kind of creepy. And as you turn around, things change because of the quantum, like quantum objects and it's like a it's it's kind of a trip it's real weird <laughs> yeah it's um i think it's one of the better end- endings in a video in video games personally it's um uh, it's one that i i'm, I'm, I'm definitely never, never going to forget it whether i have issues with the rest of the game i think the ending um delivers as far as i'm concerned it's uh especially for something without any any voice acting in it it's mostly it's just uh text boxes and the and music and it's, and yeah, it's, that's kind of, it's it. It's, it's like, it makes you feel very small. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I think that's what they really wanted to do. And well, who, uh, who's explaining to uh, this to you at the end again? Um, it's, it's the eye of the universe is taking on the appearances of uh, things you recognize. Uh, like I said, not just, I mentioned like the area looks like something you'd recognize, but also the, the people, your friends aren't actually there. It's what the the eye of the universe is trying to convey all of this to you wow. um, in a way you'll comprehend. So yeah. yeah, it's uh, so yeah. When you when I tell you gather all your friends, I think even one of them says, um, 
it's not quite the same or something along those lines, but this, it'll do, is that the mm-hmm. fact that they aren't actually there, but it's, this is about as close as you're going to get to them actually being there with you when, when it all ends. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> you, you, I mean, you basically gather all your friends to watch the world end. Um, yep. Or the universe end, actually, even even crazier. And begin, yeah. And begin. Yeah. begin anew. Uh, yeah, it's pretty weird. And then, like, there's a little bit um, before this, when you make it to the quantum moon, finally, you meet, like, an actual living, maybe, not really, maybe, uh, Nome. Uh-huh. Um, and she kind of walks you through, like, we don't know what happened. Like, you know, the eye is above the quantum moon, because that's what it orbits. Um, but they're like, we don't know what the effect of a sentient creature going into the eye of the universe would have. Yeah. And uh, that, it turns out it would create a new universe. It was, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. And she's also there with you. Like, she's one of the people you gather, and she's like, "Thank you for remembering me," more or less. And it's like, uh, so that was it's a touching moment. It's uh, someone who is like the last of her species and yeah. her entire race. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, "Thank you for remembering me." Um, wow. So yeah, uh, that's the that's the story of. Uh, of Outer Wilds, and I think it's important to talk about it. <laughs> I just feel like you can't talk about this game without talking about um, what it all, what it all, what, it's, what it all means. Yeah. Um, so I, I always like so the part I thought with, well, for the longest time, um, and it would well, think again. Thank you, redditors, uh, for clarifying. Um, I was thinking that like we would, it would be more of like a you know you, you would find out that the Nomi like the Nomi like triggered the end of the universe more rather than it was just going to happen naturally anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I like it better this way. But, but yeah, for the longest time, I thought that that's what you were seeing is like you were digging past me like, oh, they actually like whatever they did caused the sun to explode right now. <laughs> right. Um, uh, Jason, do you have any thoughts on the ending of uh, Wild? <laughs> uh, no, outside of it sounds really confusing. It's, uh, it, it's a lot. I mean, it's it's especially it's, like uh, me. I have no context really at all. So it's just yeah. Like, oh, OK. You guys are just saying words. OK. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, it's, I, I think above all the confusing stuff, they, the, um, the uh, human aspect of it, the Harthian aspect of it that they deal with, uh, they touch on is just by having you, um, sitting around a campfire, I think is, I think will affect, affect you even if you don't understand what's the, the entire scope was going on because it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's visually really striking too when the, when it, when it all ends, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, so, uh, I think, Vanessa, do you have any other, any other things you want to add, Vanessa? I think we can move past the heavy spo- the heavy spoiler section that we just went through. <laughs> um, yeah, the ending, no, I don't think so. I enjoyed it. It was, uh, I'm happy I finished it. Yeah, I think it, uh, yeah, it's very, it's a special ending in my opinion. Um, so, now we can move past spoilers for this specific thing and into the commenters and listener Ooh. questions. Which, which are, are full of spoilers, spoiler. yeah. which are also full of spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you want to listen to that again, you're uh, before warned. This is heavy. This will be heavy spoilers as well. Um, they're also very long. <laughs> so, <They're> so long. <laughs> might, might, be par- might be paraphrasing a handful of these. Uh, I did trim them down a bit and just to kind of make it a little bit more readable for us. So if it's if you're listening and you like, oh, I didn't say exactly that. Well, that's why we just try to make it a little bit more not tolerable, but just more processable for us to uh, kind of read it out loud. Because, you know, when you write something down on the page, sometimes it makes a little bit more sense in your head than another person reading it. So I just sort of made it like, okay, let's just trim these down a, a hair. An editor, if you will. Yes, uh, in chief, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Chief editor. 
<laughs> before we before we get into the comments, do you guys have any like not you, Jason, because you didn't play it? Just kidding. Um, Screw you too. Any, was there any like a like a specific moment in the game that you were just like that was just the greatest moment? The greatest moment? Yeah, uh, the one greatest moment for you in this game. It was the end for me. That was mm-hmm. like that was that was like that made that made it, that made all the bullshit worth it for me. It's like just getting to get getting to the end. So, uh, Andy, have you had that moment yet? I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've had that moment yet. But now, like now, I really want to see that play out. And now I'm thinking. You mentioned earlier that there's like a shortcut of 45 <laughs> minutes to do that. I'm like. Ugh. Which is kind of concerning in a little bit in some ways because it's also kind of like, well, you're you can explore the solar system for 10 hours and then get there. Or you can do it in 45 minutes and like take the shortcut. So part of me is like, well, then why am I exploring so much? I mean, yes, it's to learn more about the this race of uh, of aliens that were there previously. But Mm -hmm. um uh, I don't know, like, do but do you need to do that? It doesn't sound like it. it sounds like you can go mm-hmm. to like the dark bramble. Uh, well, but you have to figure out what you have to take to the dark bramble first. So, like, the, the whole exploration is like you, you would never figure out how to do these things unless you like explore them up and like kind of put the things together. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. feel like I mean I feel like there's a way that maybe if you got lucky you could hit the planets in a certain order that you would be like oh okay I didn't need to do X Y and Z so much. Gotcha. Um, but you definitely would have to hit like at least like three planets, I think, and explore them pretty thoroughly to know what the pieces are you have to put together yeah. to get to yeah. the ending. Because you need the core, and you also need the coordinates with the core um, yeah. to uh, to warp, uh, which are, you know, they're abstract shapes that you have to, you have to draw on the thing. Um, so you can I, mean, I don't think I really don't think you could also you probably I mean you could brute force the coordinates maybe if you really, I, don't, I don't think so yeah. I, I even had like that was actually a moment of panic for me because yeah. time was running out I was like I don't know how to make this thing work yeah <laughs> it's uh yeah it it is something you could beat quickly but I don't think your first run through will ever be beat you'll, you'll ever be able to beat that game quickly it's yeah. uh okay yeah so it's not it's not it's simply going to the dark bramble and getting it in the ship it's uh, there's a lot more steps involved uh, oh, that's good. And, that's good. Yeah, and that, that's where the and they're also a few of them are pretty can be pretty frustrating. Yes, <laughs> they can. Uh, getting that workhorse a pain in the ass. Yeah, I got uh, sucked up by sand so many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, 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 I think the I think the sand warping thing is the most abstract thing you have to do in that whole thing. It's kind of it's kind it's kind of hard to figure out you have to do that. Um, well, stupid and frustrating also it's like yeah. can't you just make this like obviously i figured it out can't you just make this a little bit easier on me yeah and i'll say i'll save that uh you figure out on your own everyone <laughs> so yes. what we're talking about <laughs>
All right. Listener questions. Um, again, if you're uh, again, thank you for the questions. These are from Reddit, and or the questions, the comments. Um, some might be questions. I don't know. Uh, and yeah, if you uh, want to hear them read, listen to this podcast, which you should be listening to right now. If you hear me saying this. <laughs> uh, first comment I'll read from Rainbow Squiddle. This was hard for me to get into at the start, but as soon as I started getting clues to piece together, I was hooked. Outer Wilds really feels like a little pocket universe of its own, and you discover it bit by bit, loop by loop. The moment that really propelled this game into my all-time favorites has to be when I removed the power source from the Ashwind project for the first time. This is what we're talking about, by the way, Andy. <laughs> uh, this was peak immersion. As I pulled it from its location, I realized that I had to go through Dark Bramble. I had been spending too much time on this loop to make it to the vessel in time. I just put it back. The picture of the traveler having an ex- existential crisis and just sat there using what time was left in this loop to sum up what I needed to do. The plan to reach the eye, and I, uh, what I needed to do, the plan to reach the eye, and I meditated until the next loop. The game makes an incredible job at giving the players a sense of importance with everything at stake. You have one chance. Everything you did discovered everyone you talked to. It all was preparing you for this instant when you removed the core and exited the Ashwind Project Chamber. Then the, variant the, then the variant of the Sunsplosion uh, TM music started playing, and I just felt the dread and determination the Traveler feels at this moment. I got through Dark Bramble, and in the last chamber with the Anglerfish, I heard one making that horrible screech they do when they notice you. I panicked, did a Feldspar, and just went as fast as I could, and against all odds, made it. This final voyage gave me such an intense feeling of everything that was at stake. Th- this game was an unforgettable experience for me. I aspire to create such games in the future, and I'm grateful for having been able to play this one. So yeah, see, people like this game a lot. <laughs> it's, it's uh, um, Jason, would you mind actually? Once, Vanessa, no, I can do. I can do uh, the next one. I, I've been fairly quiet on this yeah, episode. Yeah, okay, too, Jason. So. <laughs> could you please read the next comment from Goodbye Blue Monday? Absolutely. As others have said, the early game is confusing but intriguing. I like the lighthearted atmosphere of Timber Hearth. And it certainly helped get me in the zone for how weird and sometimes very dark other places in the system are. The first place I went to was Giant's Deep, which was creepy and stressful, and I was so hooked for the first oceanic landing. Each loop starting on Timber Hearth made for an interesting way to anchor myself. It was odd walking past folks on Timber Hearth, knowing they had no idea what I've been through or what's coming. After a few cycles, I started to feel a bit like Roy Batty at the end of Blade Runner. Toward the end, there's a one-two punch and then a resolution. That really impacted me. Along the way, I was piecing together what it all meant, or what I thought it all meant. Some high-tech wizardry looking for a mysterious signal. Then I get clued into why the loops were the length they were, and I felt like a genius. What a great way to search. But wait, what went wrong? I was convinced that the Nomai died out, and now it's working. I can save the universe. Then the second hit. No chance. The sun wasn't going Nova because of the experiments after all. It hit me hard, and genuinely felt something. That doesn't happen often in video games, and looping back to the first points... I think it stood in contrast with the happy-go-lucky feel of Timber Earth. Without the relatively high, happy opening, it wouldn't have hit the same way. The resolution, though, the quantum moon, talking to the Nomai, and the final campfire, there was a sense of catharsis that, that again, I haven't felt in many video games. There's some sense of acceptance, or friendship, or I don't know what, but it was not only a good ending to the game, but it really had me sitting down for some introspection, maybe some tiny sliver of what astronauts feel when they describe what's called the overview effect. The game really has it all. Wonder, happiness, sadness, fear, and raw emotion. Halfway through it, I was still unsure if it deserved the praise it gets, but by the end, I was certain that it does. Good stuff from uh, Goodbye Blue Monday there. And uh, it's, pro- it's pro- probably similar to how I feel, but that, that last statement there, it's, 
I'm not sure if it deserves it halfway through. Uh, and then once you get yeah. to the end, you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. And I might not love it the same way people do, but I get it at least. It's uh, um, Vanessa. Can you read from, uh, from <laughs> Joe at B? Joe at B. J O. Oh, no, J zero. It's <laughs> <laughs> says, uh, I think there were so many amazing moments in the game. It's almost too hard to count. The slow buildup of clues, exploring new environments and slowly uncovering the mystery of what happened. Loved it. The most recent thing for me, though, was going back into the game after completing it and just carrying on exploring to see if there's anything I missed. One thing I realized is during the main playthrough, I'd not paid much attention to the little stories or clues of the relationships between the Nome. There were so many names that I wasn't really able to take too much on and too much in until going back and doing so intentionally. It was quite gratifying to see not only that you could track who was involved with who, but what happened to some <laughs> yep. of them all for a generation. <laughs> there are so many little story threads that it's a genuine challenge to unravel, giving more depth and a welcome reason to continue exploring the solar system. That's one thing I would like to go back and do is like maybe in a few months um, or maybe when the downloadable content comes out, the expansion is go, go through and like actually read all the text. Yeah, I think we mentioned it earlier, maybe, but the DLC is coming out um, the, probably the month you'll be listening to this. It's in, in September. Oh, um, how lucky. How, uh, what a coincidence. Oh, this yeah. is how you two chose. <laughs> yeah. We, it, it just got announced like, like two weeks ago also. It's crazy. So, <laughs> Do we know what the DLC is going to be like? I think it's going to be like a new world yeah, or a like new, a, new like, thread of world to explore. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's definitely new stuff, whatever it is. Uh, but I didn't look too far into it, but I know it's all new, whatever it is. That's cool. oh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to buy it immediately. Okay, finishing off. There's also a few things you can do to experiment with some of the physics, such as the know my shells, but I failed in something I thought would have been immensely fun if it had worked. Basically, I thought I might be able to dislodge the Adel rock from the Adel rock from its oh, orbit wow. and crash it into timber earth. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Unfortunately, sitting on it and boosting to try to decay its orbit just didn't work. At least in the time frame we have to play with, which is a bit of the shame. Anyway, I hope that gives some talking points. Looking forward to the see. That's amazing. I yeah, wish you would have made that happen. Yeah, I I read that comment. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a clever thing to try. I wouldn't have yeah. ever thought about trying to like you know degrade somebody's or, or degrade something's orbit. Take out, take out your home planet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're all going to die anyway. So. They're all dying anyway. Fuck it. It's, uh, we'll see, we'll see, what you can, see what you can do each time, each loop. Um, yeah, and the back to the relationship thing is funny. There's like some like soap opera shit going on with the Nomai that you can read about, like <laughs> like yeah. love triangle and stuff like that. It's uh, it, it's 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 pretty dramatic in some places. It's funny. My, one of my favorite ones is that the, when they were talking about like the power of the um, orbital probe cannon, and they're like, I don't think we should have it that powerful. It needs to be super powerful. We're making it super powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's, yeah they, they have they, the, game, the running, writing really runs the gamut. There's some really fun stuff in there, and not just that, not just the deathly serious stuff you you can find too. It's yeah. uh, it's fun. It's uh, it makes it makes every text log uh, worth going after. Um, I'll read from Joe Jalupipa. <laughs> Nailed that for sure. I remember walking into the museum, watching the balls being pulled by gravity, and realizing what was happening when going when going to the quantum shards. Besides the tower quantum puzzles and giant deep that made me feel like I had 200 IQ, I'd say this was the coolest. The one that frightened me the most, trying to sneak among the anglerfish once I knew the way to do it properly. And of course, the moment I realized that when I would be removing the core, there was no going back. Literally in time. Yeah, yeah I want to take the core out of the that's kind of it. So then you get then you get the you are dead message instead of the <laughs> normal one. The loops over when you take the thing out. It's, uh, um, Jason, can you read from what up boy, please? <laughs> Absolutely. The things that affected them uh, the most were 
Quote, the ending, the music, visiting the sun station and talking to a living at least one sixth Nomai after learning their story, culture, aspirations, way of life and purpose, unquote. Uh, believing that they were all dust and bones for thousands and thousands of years for most of the game and then finally meeting uh, Solanum was a holy shit, is this real moment. I don't think you can really point out one good thing about the game because, in my opinion, the game's success is due to the culmination of a story structure, an art style, soundtrack, gameplay mechanics, and physics simulations befitting a proper space exploration game. I don't really think about the plot points, mysteries, and the physics engine. I think of the spirit of the game, of exploration, and the ambition of reaching the next frontier all in the face of death and impending doom. So melancholic and tragic. I think that is a great distillation of how of the people this game really clicked for. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's not, and uh, it's every. It had, it had to be everything in the game for you, for it to really click with you. And uh, yeah, and so um, Vanessa, can you read Dublin thirty one fifty four? Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out the Tower of Quantum Knowledge on Brittle Hollow, and was trying everything I could think of when I decided to shoot my scout around, and I shot it at my feet, and was like, "Huh? Why does it say zero percent? And then I was terrified as I got the face warped, almost concussed to death, falling through the black hole. Yep, <laughs> definitely one of my more memorable moments. Yeah, that was something when you find out that like um, you can actually watch how the the Brittle Hollow is like shaking itself apart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that black hole, man. Hate the black hole. Everyone hates the black hole. <clears throat> I'll read this one from Carrot H underscore H. In a game made up of incredible moments, two stood out for me above the others. The first was meeting Selenum on the quantum moon, having followed her journey through the Nomai messages, and then realizing that those bones I found in the quantum moon's other other locations were hers. But also then meeting her at the sixth location and coming face to face with the personification of the ancient ancient mystery I've been trying to solve all along. It was a moving moment. I only wish we could communicate more directly, but ultimately we were separated by more than just time. The second was the realization that the supernova can't be stopped, followed quickly by the realization that I had to let it happen. And that the only way to move forward was to accept death, the death of the sun, the death of the solar system, the death of all my friends, and quite possibly my own death. It was such a crushing realization I had to put the game down for a couple of days because I don't want to have to face the ending. I knew that whatever might happen at the eye, it, would be, it, wouldn't be so, it wouldn't be some happy everyone lives ending, and it would be a bittersweet the best. Ultimately, the ending was well worth coming back for, but I'll admit that it got me teary. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Jason, you read from Dusty Fukuyama. I always love the part during the final scene where you have to find different instruments. You see a single nomai looking up at the sky, staring at the stars. Then more join him, and they stack on top of each other and reach higher and higher as if each generation of nomai followed their ancestors' footsteps. Then they created a space shuttle, and you were able to use it to get the instrument. That moment paired with the background music always gets me every time I think about it. Okay, so question with this part. Is this literally, like, becoming the uh, standing on the shoulders of giants sort of thing? Like a like a literal sort of thing? Um, yeah, it's symbolic, because it's like, yeah, they, because eventually they all turn into, like, it says a space shuttle thing to, mm-hmm. to warp. So it's like their generations, yeah, it's, it's more or less that, yeah. Okay. It's, it's uh... Yes. Um, Vanessa. Yeah. Uh, Not Delnor says the first few hours of this game are hard and frustrating because there's a lot to do. Yes. Without much of a tutorial. Also, yes. <laughs> you just have to figure it out. <laughs> but that's the magic of the game. It's pure exploration. You can discover things in almost any order that you're lucky enough to stumble on. And after a few key discoveries, you're hooked. I've never played a more satisfying game in this way. Also, when you figure out what to do and start on your final journey is one of the most intense and emotional moments I've ever experienced in a video game. It's almost indescribable how good the ending of the game is. 
yeah, that last journey is like super intense and stressful and great. (laughs) It's interesting how everyone's comments so far, not everyone's, but most people's are like, the first couple hours are are terrible. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's like, man, when you first start this thing, this game sucks. Uh, Then it gets good and then it's great. Uh, It's a really interesting trajectory there. Yeah. Yeah. So now you know you got to beat it. (laughs) Started at the bottom. Now we're at the, yeah. Yeah. Sort of one of those things. Which is really not a great way to sell a game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is a it is on the cheaper side for games too, which might might help. Um, yeah. But it 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 does just throw you into it, and, uh, and there's the control. It's not user friendly necessarily. It's. Uh, I wonder uh, if more hand holding at the beginning would keep. I, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that played it. Played it for like a couple hours and we're like, ah, screw this game, I'm done. Um, uh, if there was like a little bit more hand holding in the beginning, uh, an expl- explanation about like what's going on and what you're trying to do, might keep keep people a little bit more vested in continuing to play. But uh, I wonder yeah. if that was, I'm sure that was talked about. I wonder mm-hmm. if they just decided that they uh, they, they this was their vision. I guess I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel, I, mean. I feel like also too much hand holding and explanation at the beginning would have like. Like they don't want to give away that like maybe there's yeah. something more secret about that. It's like your job is to go explore space. Go explore space. Yeah, Here's a translator. Yeah, you're supposed to figure out like there's more going on than meets the eye for each place. It's like yeah. Yeah. because because hypothetically like there's not right because um, the people you're with are like we're just you know we live here and we're just exploring these other planets and learning about the Nome. Um, and then you're the one that has to be like, you, like there's nothing to these other people that's going on that's out of normal. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't even tell you that the so there's only 22 minutes to do anything in the game. Like you, you wouldn't if no one told you that before you played it, you wouldn't know. Like you know, I mean, Andy literally didn't know. <laughs> this took him multiple hours before he yeah. realized. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, um, it's interesting. I, it's a it's a really brave way to do it because that's something we like pretty much every game I've ever worked on. There's always a moment where we're like, okay, we got to make a tutorial or we got to make you know an intro level or whatever it is. Uh, just so that we don't turn off the casual players that like just, you know, want want to do whatever, um, and like and, and oftentimes it's not for the better. It is it, those tutorial levels or mm-hmm. or intros or hand holding are off, often like some of the worst parts of the game because they're so slow sometimes too. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really a ballsy move for them to to not do that. For sure. Now I wonder. It's just plain, you know, armchair game developer here. Like if they had given you like something like, okay, here's where you're supposed to go your first time mm-hmm. and then give you like a little bit of a clue there, like have somebody sitting there that maybe is just off the kilter a little bit from where you're supposed to be going. Like say you're supposed to go to the moon first and then there's somebody that says, oh yeah, I was over there and there's this thing over there and you wander over there and that gives you your first like clue that like, hey, there's something else going on here. And it mentions something about like check the other or not check the other worlds, but like hints that there's something going on on the other worlds that you need to check out too, basically, and kind of going from there, like giving you a set goal your very first time out, and you know out in space, like a place to land that would have you know also given you a chance to maybe get used to the controls, because dear God, and <laughs> yeah. you know giving you that little bit of a like a, okay here's the stepping stone, but then after the first loop or the first time you get up there, you never need to do that again. From there is just a free for all, but just giving you that little bit of like a, you know, not a, not a hallway to walk down, but like, Hey, here's a kind of a funnel that you can go down. You can kind you can go do your own thing if you want to, but 
if you're looking for a little bit of direction, like here's where to go first, we'll give you a little bit of context clues. And from there, it's just open to you. You can figure it out from there. Yeah, I can, I can see that being beneficial. I also kind of love the good luck, fuck you attitude of the game. <laughs> see, at, at the beginning, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it does fit in with the, with the space program. Yeah, it yeah. definitely does. <laughs> I kind of uh, think that they did tell, tell you, like, go check out Outer Rock first. Yeah, but that was the, the Outer Rock's not very helpful either, unless you also find out that, like, oh, what's this? What's this moon? This quantum moon locator over here doing? Mm. Yeah, and, and like, what helpful. the fuck? And you're like, what the fuck's the quantum moon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What are all these symbols? <laughs> oh, all right. I'll read the next two because one of them is incredibly short. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Snake at me, shake time. <laughs> Reddit names. Uh, here's a I love them. The eye of the universe is, spo- is supposedly the center of the universe, as in where it all began, the Big Bang. All matter, sh- all matter should be moving away from the eye. However, in the game, we see that the eye is in fact in orbit around our solar system, uh, our, source, our, our solar system's sun. Riddle me that. I mean, that is above me wanting getting into what, what that could possibly mean. Um. um I got nothing for this one. There's there's a lot of like I think quantum physics stuff going on there that I kind of agree with this person that I think doesn't make a lot of sense, but I also think we're not probably supposed to think that hard about it. I, yeah. <laughs> the quantum moon is orbiting the eye of the universe, mm-hmm. um, not the not the sun the, in the solar system. So, and it's uh, in the eye. I, I don't think the eye is actually. I don't remember how it works. Um, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Yeah, Ven- <laughs> moving on to Ventilador Foda. Uh, discovering the eye was their favorite moment, which, I mean, that's the end. So yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice way to say the end. Short yeah. and sweet. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Jason, would you read the next one? Yeah. This is from The Last Awesome One, 777. Hey, John, it does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, one thing I love about Outer Wilds is that almost every time I play, I discover something new. I've played it a thousand times over, and no matter how much I look at it, how much I see, I it always seems like there's more to explore here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, a, for such a like condensed space, more or less, no, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, there is... There's a lot. There's a lot. It's like, it, you know, it's not everything is necessary to be the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa, could you read from Manny Cat 8X? Yes. So they say, my favorite moment had to be properly meeting Shirt for the first time. I had been through at least 20 loops at this point. The first 10 or so I died in dumb ways before even seeing the supernova. Andy, was this you? Are you Manny Cat 8X? <laughs> no, I swear. <laughs> do, 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 um, do, do. <laughs> And they had somehow missed shirt the entire time. This particular loop, my only objective was to see the sun go supernova right from the Ember Twin. Shirt was an afterthought. So here I am, having met the other travelers and just having a conversation with Shirt to pass the time while the sun goes red. I mentioned the supernova and Shirt went into panic mode and I realized what I did half a second later and regretted it. Oh my gosh, I gotta go try that. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> I made the poor dude have an existential, existential crisis, so I obliged with their request to leave them alone and walked off to await the supernova. <laughs> this, <laughs> so funny. The song starts going off, guilt starts creeping in, and I start feeling really sorry for the poor egg. I rush over to their campsite and sit next to them. We get their last notes of dialogue and watch the sun explode together. It was a very moving moment, like something from a movie with time loops involved, only I was the main character having that, oh, this is actually messing me up more than I thought moment that changes the tone from the dark comedic stuff I was going to previously. That is so funny. I never thought ever to sit next to one of the other characters while the sun is exploding. Yeah, I didn't either. It's, I mean, yeah. I'm, too bu- I'm too busy trying to, trying to find stuff before it explodes. It's, uh, 
yeah, it's one of those sit back and smell the flowers moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah to, to take into the most extreme, I guess, to uh, get those little moments. That's really fun. Well, it's nice too that the the game, like you know, the creators also are like these characters should have some sort of like comment yes. on this because the sun is exploding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, I, maybe. Oh, good, well, this maybe it's probably going to be actually very tragic. Is go back to Timber Hearth while the sun explodes. Oh yeah, and I've never see done what people definitely, think. Definitely haven't done that. No, I just, I just I'm just there after it happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you like <gasps> you gasp and wake up, which is I, I like. The, uh, I like the I like the uh, the gasp he does every time he comes back, just to because <laughs> it's obviously the incredibly horrifying moment he just went through each time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll close it out here uh, on comments with Wolvenite, and he says, "Oh God, what do I? Where do I even start?" Or, or she does. Sorry. Where? Oh God, where do I even start? My boyfriend well, not walked, necessarily she. Either. Oh yeah, yeah they. Okay, they. 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 I'm yeah. sorry, guy. I'm sorry, listener. They. Oh god, where do I even start? My boyfriend walked me into this game blind. I didn't think I'd be much into it, but it genuinely changed my perspective on life itself. Wow. I think one of my favorite, most memorable moments was at the end when you're searching for Selenium's instrument. The skeleton. The skeletons not only guide you to her, but they actually lift you up to her. It meant a lot to me personally because I got a bit spooked by the quantum skeletons in the caves on Ember Twin. I felt so genuinely sorry. I cried so hard for some reason. I still get I get I still get so emotional thinking about it. After beating the game, I thought about how they helped me, even though I was a bit afraid of them. They are so real to me; it's wild. Maybe that's a bit embarrassing, but goddamn, what a beautiful moment! Of course, there's many more things, but that's a moment that stands out to me. I love that. That's pretty great. I'm yeah. sure the developers love hearing that. Oh yeah, that kind of stuff is they, they eat that stuff up. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, that's what that's that's someone really when someone really really connects with what you made. That's got to feel really special. Yeah. Yeah. And that's for me, like the unfortunate thing is reading all these comments and like seeing like how much people adore this thing and the experience I had with it are just, you know, two complete opposite ends of the spectrum. And I just wish I could get the desire, I guess, to, you know, maybe even get it on the Xbox and try again. But I just, you know, the, the experience has been so soured for me. And I just the point A to point B on that kind of thing is just at this point, like, I just don't think it's going to happen for me. Yeah. Maybe one maybe one day it'll go back on Game Pass though and you'll be like, you know, it's been like eight months. <laughs> Gonna pick it up eight again. Years. Eight years. <laughs> eight years. Game Pass is all there is anymore. And, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, uh listeners, commenters, thank you for everything thank you for everything you left you listed. There's some really great stuff in there. Um really some really funny moments, really poignant moments. Um you can really tell this game is special to a lot of different people. And uh, hopefully we did it justice talking about it today as well. Um, so, uh, uh, Jason, I'll start with you first. Um, final thoughts on the game? Would you recommend it? I know it's kind of it's kind of hard for you to to, yeah. to do. Um, I can't I can't really say if I'd recommend it because I just did not have enough of an experience with it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a couple of hours and then playing troubleshooting with it for the rest of the time. That is like asking me if I would recommend playing GarageBand after it crashed and ate a podcast file basically you know it's like no not really not really in the uh, mind space to go ahead and tell you that one way or the other so um, you know I kind of gave my final thoughts there like I wish I could get this perspective it just at this point the experience is too soured for me that even if I think I got to the end I there would just be too much of this baggage in my like brain that I'd just be like well yeah this is great but I had so much goddamn trouble getting here that it, it just would not hit the same way I think uh, totally understandable uh andy how do you feel yeah, i know you're not you're not done with it yet um what, uh, what are your current uh final thoughts on it and would you recommend it would you recommend it to people 
I would definitely recommend it. Um, I mean, if you like puzzle exploration games, like, I mean, you can't get really much better than this um, as far as that goes. Um, I'm going to finish it because now hearing people's responses to the ending and like hearing the recap, I'm like, oh, damn, I got to gotta see what <laughs> I got to see that for myself, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would totally recommend it. If that's your type of game, you're, you're going to love it. Yeah. Awesome. Vanessa, how about yourself? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I have even before the ending, I was recommending to people. Um, I think it's like a like the, especially like us. If you're like not like a. If you're like me, basically, you don't really like to be chased. You don't like the pressure put on you. <laughs> you don't. Okay. I mean, I feel like the pressure might be a bit misleading. You literally have a time limit. That's true. And there were there were times that I was freaking out. Also, like seriously, getting that getting that warp core into the vessel, my heart was beating so fast as I was flying my way through this stupid freaking anglerfish. Yeah. I I am going to have Jim like take a video of you playing like something like this at some point because I would love to see this. It's a lot of yelling. I mean, like, no. He's like, did you, did you die again? Yeah, I did die, Jim. Don't talk to me right now. <laughs> he's very he's very supportive. <laughs> but yeah, I would I would definitely recommend this game. The twenty two minutes thing's a good way to kind of pitch it too. In that, if you don't have a lot of time, you know, to sit down and play like a dungeon in Zelda or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. that can take a long time. Uh, play a, like a single loop of Outer Wilds, you know, just to like, you know, it's 22 minutes at most, if you make it through the whole thing without dying and you'll learn something <laughs> and, you know, then you can put it down and go do something else. And then, you know, play it like yeah. that. It's a very that's deal. a, a, few that's a super good point too. And also having like the ship's log, like I put this mm-hmm. down for probably about a month and a half. And usually that's when like the game dies for me because I can never remember what I was doing. Right. But have, being able to come back to this, read the ship's log and have like the points where it's like, there's more to explore here. It's like, thank you game. I will actually continue playing you because I don't have to like, try to try to remember what I've already seen. You're making it easy for me. Yeah. As for myself. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely re- recommend to, to people. To, I mean, cause it's, it's very unique. Uh, I know, um, Andy mentioned 12 minutes, but, uh, and he's, I've not played 12 minutes, but everything I've heard from, including from him, uh, this is definitely a better interpretation of that, of these ideas. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely something you have to try for yourself. Um, also, give it time. I think don't just um, it unless you just absolutely hate it from the beginning. Then maybe, maybe not. But just uh, give it a, give it a few hours. Really, uh, let's see if it clicks with you. It's uh, it's a special it's a special little game, and uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it mean, and clearly it means a lot to a lot of people. So maybe that could be you someday if, uh, if you're listening. I haven't played it before. And also skip the intense spoiler section we did. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I think that'll uh, close us out for here for Outer Wilds. And uh, now time to do a little, some, some plugs here. Uh, please, if you uh, like what you hear here and you want to hear us talk more about more stuff, we have multiple other podcasts. And you can support us over at Patreon at Games of Junk. And if you chip in three bucks a month, you get all of our all of our lovely podcasts in one handy feed with um, bonus content for for a handful of them and better quality audio for all of them. And you can follow myself at John Lucero seven seven seven. You can follow Jason at Jason Ariola, Vanessa at Vicarious Rock, Games and Junk at Games and Junk, and uh, Andy. Would you? Uh, Pitch yourself. What do you got? What do you got going on? You got, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, if I had something to pitch, I would, but we're a long way away on the game we're making on at other side. So I can't even 
say when it's going to be done and what's what it's about. So stay tuned, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, where, can, where can people find you at? Uh, I'm on Twitter, even though I don't uh, tweet at all. Um, I deleted all my tweets a long time ago. <laughs> uh, but I am on there, stalking uh, Anime Andy is my Twitter handle. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Also, uh, if you chip, chip in five bucks a month, uh, I almost forgot to mention, you get a shout out on the show, and Jason will do those right now. I'm sure he's ready. Absolutely. Yeah, I was waiting for it. I was like, well, John's either going to forget or <laughs> throw yeah. it to me really fast out of nowhere. So, yeah. All right. So, got a shout out to, of course, my two co hosts here, Vanessa and John. Also, Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, Eric, and Nathan Cooper. Yes, thank you all for donating. And I hope you're enjoying the shows. Um, other than that, if anyone has n- no other closing comments, uh, I'm going to say so long, everyone. Thank you for listening and have a garbage day.